The following podcast is a Dear Media production. My relationship with Dr. Dennis Gross runs so deep. First of all, he wrote the foreword in my book, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun. I've seen him for Botox. I've seen him for filler. He's done Botox on my husband for the first time. And he's been on the podcast like five times. He is absolutely iconic and he knows his shit when it comes to skincare. So I went through his whole site and I was like, what would I recommend you guys to start with since I've tried all his products and there's so many that I love. And the one that I would have to say, if you were going to order one product is Dr. Dennis Gross's vitamin C lactic. So this is going to give you firmer, brighter, stronger skin. It's something that I use specifically for my hyperpigmentation. And it's so interesting because I started using it because Dr. Dennis told me years ago that I needed a good vitamin C. And then now I'm realizing how much it's helped me with my dark spots and hyperpigmentation years later. It also gives you like this stronger, firmer skin. I can't explain it, but like my skin feels like plump and supple, if that makes sense. Vitamin C is also known to prevent and reduce wrinkles and his is the best, okay? It is the best. Michael uses it. I use it. The way that he cares about ingredients is unlike any other skincare brand. Dr. Dennis has his hand in every single thing that goes in his products and his vitamin C does not disappoint. When it comes to vitamin C too, you got to be careful. You don't want to like get the burger at McDonald's versus a burger from a five-star chef. You want a great quality ingredient vitamin C. This is something that is very, very important. So if you have uneven skin like me or signs of sun aging, you have to check this out. Another product, if you're going to grab something else, is the oil-free moisturizer. It comes in this blue tub and it lays perfect under makeup. I just got to tell you that. He will be back on the podcast soon and you can use code SKINNY in the meantime. So code SKINNY at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's drdennisgross.com for more information. Use code SKINNY. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. Everybody gets told that we're different, but no one tells you this is how you're different. This guru is saying you need this morning routine or this, this or whatever, but it doesn't work for everybody. And human design to me was like this thing where sometimes you need this outside thing that's going to tell you this is what your essence is. And then there's like full permission to go and be that. This episode is for anyone that's a human because we're going over human design. So human design is a system of understanding individual human energy. Okay. And we have an expert on the podcast today. I became super interested in this specifically thanks to Helen Hall of Blender Bombs and Naomi of Southern Charm. They came on the podcast and we did Michael and my human design live and it turned out that I was a reflector. And so I started to just get interested. I wanted to understand what it meant to be in a relationship with a reflector. And I also wanted to understand more about my human design. And so I did a deep dive into the world of human design. And what I decided to do was find the best of the best, the world leading expert in human design to bring on the podcast. How I discovered Jenna Zoe was through Taylor, who works with her. She came up to me. She was like, you have to interview her for the podcast. And so I was like, let's do it. So today we're going to learn about what your human design is. You're going to be able to discover more about your personality and yourself. She's going to tell you how to do it. You're going to love this episode. And I feel like after this episode, you're really going to truly understand who you are and how you function and how to discover your unique gifts and talents through that energy. So who is Jenna Zoe? Like I said, she's the world leading expert in human design. And she's helping people reconnect to who they came to be. She discovered human design seven years ago, and her main goal is to help you understand who you are. On that note, let's welcome the master, the guru of human design, Jenna Zoe. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. First of all, let's go way back. How did you even get into human design? Early on in my 20s, I was so, I became obsessed with spirituality, all things. And I just dove in indiscriminately to all the different 
all the Wayne Dyer, Gabby Bernstein. I just went in on everything. Kabbalah, I drank it, like whatever Kool-Aid. Probably say five years of doing that and still feeling like I wasn't getting anywhere with it and just felt maybe even more as a, like a failure than if I was just, because I just felt like people were telling me to surrender. People were telling me to let go. People were telling me to go with the flow. And I was just like, how does that look for me though? Like, how do I apply this to my life? And the fact that I felt like I didn't know how to do it made me feel like I was sucking at spirituality. Yeah, about 26, 27, I met a shaman who did many different modalities on me. And one of them was human design. And he started saying things to me that I were like so specific. And I was like, how have I never heard this before? So he would say to me, you're a projector. So you are more in your genius when you work maybe two, three hours a day of output. And the rest of your time is like observing and coming to conclusions and coming up with tweaks and improvements and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I would love if this was real, but it's almost like sounds too good to be true. And don't forget at the time, I had no evidence that I could do it that way, right? And I was brought up to just like push and push and push. I was like waking up at 6 a.m. every day. I had a food business. I was like trying to make stuff happen. Nothing was happening. I was like emailing all these stores to get in. And he was like, you're going to be better off when people invite you and when people recognize you before you even like approach them. You have to make sure that they see you for your skills and recognize you as a person that can come up with like tweaks and improvements. And that's what your like value is here. And I was just like, I mean, my whole world was just like, okay, because this is what alignment looks like for me. And I was like, this is the missing piece because everybody gets told that we're different, but no one tells you this is how you're different, right? So this guru is saying you need this morning routine or this, this or whatever, but it doesn't work for everybody. And human design to me was like this thing where sometimes you need this outside thing that's going to tell you this is who your what your essence is. And then there's like full permission to go and be that. Let's take a step back because for people that are learning the, for the first time what human design is and how they figure it out, before we really get into the details here, what is a human design and how do people figure out what their design is? So it's similar to astrology in the sense that you take your exact birth details, including your exact birth time. You put it into a piece of software and it will calculate your chart. The difference between astrology and human design is that human design maps the positioning of the planets against three other modalities. So the chakras, the Kabbalah and the Chinese I Ching. And the Chinese I Ching, basically thousands of years ago, you heard of a guy, a guy called Confucius. Sure. He mapped 64 different types of energy that are available to us in this world. And each one corresponds with a different human trait. And so when you kind of juxtapose astrology with the Chinese I Ching, you get almost like a genetic expression of you. So what things are active in your chart? The idea is that when you come here, you come here with a specific mission. Your soul has a specific reason that it came here to accomplish certain things. And you chose specific gifts and traits and skills and ways of being that you needed in order to be able to accomplish that mission. And you also chose certain things that you didn't need to be, right? And then you come into this world and the world tells you you need to be more like this to be loved you need to be more like this to be validated to belong to be successful whatever so you start to unbecome yourself when you're a kid you kind of already know how to be your best and highest self as time goes on you get conditioned and so the whole goal with human design is actually to decondition from all the ways you've been taught to be in order to get back to who you already knew that you were and when you're living as your higher self everything starts to sort of align much more easily right you don't bump up as, as many roadblocks as as much as you do when you're not being yourself. So that's the that's the thing that we try to do for people. We were talking a little bit before we started and we were talking about like woo-woo stuff. Mm -hmm. For the skeptics out there that are listening and saying, okay, yeah, cosmic design and <laughs> you know, all this stuff. I don't know if I believe any of this. Maybe I'm going to, you know, figure something out. Like, what and do, by the you... way, you used to be one of the skeptics and you've turned a Lord, corner. I'm a very enlightened person these days. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. You, <laughs> okay. I just want to say that. You call it woo-woo, but you used to be... So black and white. And recently you've had a little bit of a well, because, because, well, here's the thing. People send a Google thing. It's like, oh, here's my, I'm, you know, Aries for the month. And they, and it's like almost like um, confirmation bias. It sends all these great things. Like they want to, of course, you're going to believe all the great things that your sign is saying about you. So I think for this to kind of negate some of those skeptics or to blunt some of the skepticism around this topic, how do you mm -hmm. talk to those people? Yeah, actually, those are my favorite kind of people to talk to, because I really believe that there isn't a single person on this planet who doesn't want to know a little bit more about how they can function better, whether it's they want to parent their kids a bit more 
according to their kids are, or they want to eat for their freaking digestion rather than try the new diet or whatever it is, right? There's and always who doesn't an angle. like hearing more about themselves? Don't. Exactly. And everyone who's listening, don't lie. You love to hear more about yourself. Go on. <laughs> so there's no one, you, you could, there's no one you can't kind of rope around. My favorite is when I used to do readings when people would like, oh, can you please do a reading for my boyfriend or my husband or whatever? And the husband would be like, you know, super sciencey. I used to be the same way, you know, not believe in any of this stuff. And then you kind of like ring them around. That's like the most fun. You know, it's all about the way you speak to people. People. And I really think if you say to someone, listen, you're built to be inconsistent. And so trying to do the same thing every morning isn't going to work for you. There is a resonance inside some people where they secretly wish that someone could tell them that. And you can kind of feel that when you're reflecting someone back to them, but they just didn't necessarily have the bravery to go against the grain because we're being told to be so many things all the time that we think there's something wrong with, it, with us if we try to be ourselves in certain ways. So let's do this. Let's be cut. How many different human designs are there? Okay, so you have, there's many different categories, right? So you have your top line thing is your energy type. And that's what you know, you're a reflector, right? So that's called your energy type. And your energy type is how you use your energy, how your energy patterns work, and also how you exchange, like give and receive with the world. So like how you make things happen, how people come to you, you know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of like seeing your sun sign in astrology. And there's five of those. And what are those? So you have projectors, reflectors, manifestors, generators, and manifesting generators. And what's the most common? Generators are the most common at the moment. At the moment? At the moment. They've changed over, like, over history. There's been different times because certain times in periods of, like, collective evolution, you need different kinds of, you need predominant amounts of energy of these kind of people, more of those. Projectors only came into existence in 1781. We didn't need them before that. So... Yeah, you're the newest. So if 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 you were before, then I would basically have needed brand new. You. I'm basically brand new. Michael, by the way, just so we can give context, is a projector. He's a projector. Yes. So is Jenna. Yes. Don't mean to brag, but I'm a reflector. <laughs> and for people that want to just quickly figure out as they're listening, if they want to pause and go and be like, "What am I?" It's, yes. quick, it's I remember it, it's quick to do, right? Yeah, you just go to my human design and you put in your birth details, and it will. But you have to know your birth time. Exactly. Why is that so important? Because there's a lot of other variables that can change depending on like from one minute to the next. So you could be the same for two hours, but if it changes in that next minute, so you got to get like your birth certificate or go to your parents. If you live in America, it's on your birth certificate. Yeah. Okay. Okay, So can you break down all five the differences between each one? So let's say you guys have gone, you've gone, you figured it out what you are. Jenna's going to break it down for you. Okay. So the first one, let's start with generators. So generators are just your classic kind of like sparkly doers. Okay. So you think of people like Oprah, like Beyonce, like Meghan Markle, the kind of people that when they're doing stuff they love, it just is so magnetic and other people want to just consume or do whatever it is they're doing type of thing. But the thing about those people and their energy, it's a very consistent, it's almost like romancing one skill every day for the rest of their lives where they achieve this like mastery of it, right? So it's the classic, like, I just get up and I do it every day and nine to five and I have this consistent energy and when I'm passionate about something, it gives me more energy to keep doing it. Okay, so the world is very much built for generators in the sense that it's supportive of their energy pattern. However, obviously, they are get they get conditioned because, you know, the world tells you it can't be as easy as just doing something you love, which for them is crucial. Right. Because when they're doing something they love, what they're actually sharing is like their joy juice. It's like so infectious. They could be selling paper clips and people would buy them if they're like so lit up by it. So that's generators. Then you have manifesting generators and manifesting generators are similar, but they're much more multidirectional. So manifesting generators are your classic kind of like Jessica Alba, who has her eco company and she's an actress or Tony Robbins is like doing 25 things at the same time. So they're people who achieve mastery much quicker than generators, but then they also get bored of things much more quickly and they can hold many hats at many different times. The thing about manifesting generators is like if you're 15 years old and you say, I want to do these 10 things, your parents are going to say, you can't do 10 things. Just pick one and just be an accountant and be an accountant for the rest of your life type of thing. Whereas manifesting generators, they want to try this, then close the business down after six months and then, you know, move on to the next thing. So they're sort of like the classic, you know, start a books, never finish it all over the place, but in a good way if they can harness it and somehow fuse lots of different life paths together and somehow make sense of them in ways that it wouldn't make sense to people if you described it before you lived it. But when you live it, people are like, cool, it's great. So that's manifesting generators. And then you have manifestors. 
Manifestors are people who, I mean, every king and queen in history and every conqueror in history has been a manifestor. Like historically, it's crazy because they're people who are really here to start movements. So what they do is they feel this like urge to go do something and then they just have to go do it and not care about who's following, who's coming. Can I micromanage you to join me on the journey? Can you be part of the team? It's just like, I'm going, I'm doing this. And when they're so unapologetic about what they're wanting to do, that's when people are going to follow them. So I was watching a, an interview with Adele recently and she's a manifester. And she was saying like, oh, I put out an album and I go all in like for a year and then I disappear for two, three years. And that's classic manifester. They're either at like 200% or they're at 20%. So you probably can think of someone that you know that works like that. But then that's also not supportive of them in the world because the world is like, you need to be consistent. You need to keep on showing up in the same way. You think about people who have started movements and really have that passion for it, like Gloria Steinem is a manifester. J.K. Rowling is a manifester. They're just people who are like creating a world within this world. And when they're so okay with it and not trying to figure out who's coming with them, people just like want in, right? And then they just kind of leave it. It's like it's very um, low touch for them, for want of a better word. Then you have projectors and projectors. Are Michael's more- like, t- Michael's like pulls his chair up. <laughs> he gets his earphone, his ear no, horn no, off. No, no, I was, like, I was listening to the other examples because as you were talking, I was just trying to think of people, people you know. Yeah, people I know or people I thought. But anyways. Okay. Mm. So it, th- Michael. So everyone knows, like I said, and Jenna are projectors. Mm-hmm. So let's hear all about my husband so I can learn more about you and how to deal with you. Let's do it. Yeah. That so, might be nice for you to learn a couple of things. <laughs> I mean, if we had, yeah, we could go very deep on this. But basically, as a projector, so reason I said to you they're the, the, the most kind of recent types, they've only existed for 200 years because before this, everybody was kind of busy doing and, you know, you've heard about the last, the previous three types that are all like out in the world, like rolling around in the sand, doing their thing, being passionate, starting urges, whatever. And then the same year that Uranus was discovered, the planet Uranus is the planet of sort of like being out of the box and trying new things and originality, right? So when the planet Uranus was discovered, that was kind of like we were gifted with that energy as human beings as well. That was like the potential that was available to us. And so projectors came along as kind of, I like to say they're like the birds up in the branches. So they're not the lions and the tigers running from place to place. They're saying, hey, you can get from this place to this place a bit better by going this way. Or like, here's another hack. Here's another hack for you to be able to do this. Here's an improvement. Here's something I can see. Now, projectors where they can go wrong is if they try to be a lion or a tiger and try to compete at that level of like, watch how much I can like push and force and hustle and make things happen. Because you're a bird, you can't be a tiger. It's like, it's, you know what I mean? So everyone has to kind of be their correct animal and then everyone functions better together. He literally has a vulture tattoo on him. <laughs> wow. Well, no, his, that's crazy, Michael. That's but, crazy. Well, it's funny. I always, people said like, why, a, I'll explain. I've never actually talked about it, but why, I think that vultures are some of the smarter animals because they sit and they wait for other people to do all the stuff and then they that come down. That is wild. And they don't put themselves at risk and they can see everything else and they wait and they just are patient and they don't have to take the same <laughs> that's path. That's actually wild. Like they can wait for a lion or a tiger to kill someone and take all the risk and then. Wow. Okay, go on. So the strategy for a projector is to wait for the invitation. Literally yeah. what you're saying is mm-hmm. waiting. Yeah, I th- I mean, when you Until said you're that, invited. He literally got a vulture tattooed on him because of that years ago. Well, no, it, but also like I had a problem with patience when I was younger. So like there's a lot. I mean, wow. listen, my tattoos over time. Because you weren't in tune with yourself. My, my, my tattoos over time, have ch- I guess they change as you grow. And also I just like the artwork. But That's yeah, crazy. I think like that was like everyone gets an eagle, right? Eagle's very aggressive bird, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Vulture doesn't have to do that. Wow. There you go. Go on, go on. That's interesting. So that's the thing about projectors. And I was touching on this a little bit before is like, you, if you try, if we try to do nine to five, doing, 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 which is what we're conditioned to do in order to feel like we will be successful, it actually blocks you from just the sitting, the observing, the seeing, the spotting, you know, improvements and tweaks and all that kind of thing. So projectors are often very obsessed with what could be better, why people aren't getting it. I was looking at Taylor because I was literally just with the entire company complaining about this. I was like, they, and I was like, I was like the small <laughs> details, the little things. When you know what I'm saying? Like when you go to a, you go to a hotel or a restaurant, it's like the little things that make it stand out the most. Yeah. Right. Like the little tiny things that change. It's like those things. Yeah. And you married a girl that loves the detail. Okay. I go on, it. go on. I have it's to hear so more good. about this. Taylor, did I not just do that? 
It's yeah. so funny. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Here I am confirmation I biasing myself. I can I can identify. Anyway, so yeah, that's the really interesting thing about a thing about, you know, everybody working in a different way and actually you find more success when you try doing it the way that is your real, you know, like in line with the natural energy. Well, I'll tell you this because I do think one no, we're not even talking about myself, but <laughs> one thing that resonates so much with me is what you said about people trying to work the same way that other people do and mm-hmm. the, operate in the ways that we've been told. And mm-hmm. I was probably similar to you, that same person. Like I got to get up at 530 mm-hmm. and I got to get going and do all the journaling and do all the hustling and show up at this time. And it did not work for me at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And there was like, I mean, even if you go back early in this podcast, there's a period of time when I was like doing all that stuff. And I just was, it just wasn't working for me. Wow. Hold on. I need some tips about how to be in a relationship with a projector. Like what are you guys sort of like love language before we get moved to reflector recognition? Huh? Recognition. Explain what you mean. Recognizing when there is a, like a seeing or a wisdom going on because that's the sort of like the USP of a projector is like, that's what makes them them. And so when you recognize a projector for like when they spot things, when they see things, when they're wise, because it means a lot to them to get the, you know, to be seen by other people because they're constantly seeing into the other. Our aura is very penetrating. So it works very well one-on-one. The name projector comes from the fact that when you have a light that's shining on you, you feel so seen. But the projector itself is just looking behind you and seeing the shadows, right? So they can often get very bitter and very frustrated with the way the world works because they're spotting all the areas for improvement. So in a relationship, when you're in a relationship with a like a light, imagine, you need to have that light reflected back to you. But in, re- but in reverse, it can get you in trouble because you're seeing a lot of the imp- areas of improvement. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I literally told Taylor the other day. He's like, Taylor, does this? He goes, Michael sure likes to criticize, and I said, (laughs) I said, I said, that's how he is. It's not. It's not necessarily criticizing. I could literally show you a Van Gogh, and you would say, "What's what's that pepper? Is that a piece of pepper right there?" Okay, you would. You do. No, I'm confused now because if I have to go by my human design, Lauren. Mm. And I have to operate. I support your human design. So I can be better at also acknowledging where people are doing great jobs or like, I know that Taylor. (laughs) Taylor's having a seizure. Um, (laughs) But I think my default mode is I go right to, oh, like there's an area for improvement Mm -hmm. or like that can be better Mm -hmm. or like that can be fixed or like, why is that not this way Mm -hmm. instead of it? That's fun to have sex with. Uh, hey, I'm not doing you're it. in doggy. This ass could be a like, little tighter. Like, Lauren, you can arch the back a little better. No, I'm just kidding. Let's not go on a tangent. Um, so for projectors, and again, this is kind of selfish, in order to not get into a vulnerable position where you're making people feel bad, how mm-hmm. do you combat that? You do it with levity. So... It's interesting because it's not that you don't, you can't take away the things that you notice, right? But it's like when you're, when you see them with like frustration or like, why aren't people getting it? Rather than seeing it as like, oh, this is where, this is why I exist is like to bring this specialness and there wouldn't be a value for me if all of this was already working. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like a slight reframe on like, oh, oh, this is actually me seeing my own value when I spot these things, you know, rather than like, why aren't they getting it? Okay, that's a, actually a very helpful framework. I mean, there's little things. I walked in this office the other day and one of the screens didn't have the right thing. And I, it's like the first, like I know, you'll see all the amazing things. And I'm like, why the hell is that screen not right? And like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> probably drives people nuts. Yeah, it does. How do you think I feel? <laughs> or Taylor, what did I do? There was like a cord on this TV the other day. I'm like, all the things going on in the company. I'm like, what the fuck's that cord? Doing? I remember <laughs> I showed him, this is a true story. I showed him my book when it was done. It's like all done. Like it's so gnarly to write a book. Like, I'm so excited to show you. And you go, where's the page numbers? The page numbers were there, by the way. They were just not in a place that you were used to seeing them. And I looked at you and I go, are you fucking kidding me? I don't mean it. Where's the page numbers? Not like, oh, the book feels great. Or like the quality. Or like, oh, wow, look who's in it. Like you literally were like, where's the page numbers? Here's the thing. I'm not some freak that's like trying to put people down. I think, and I really do mean this. Like I... Try. I see the potential in things, and I think like, listen, my wife's incredible. Taylor, our producers, like all like this, everything, everybody I work with is incredible. If I notice an area of improvement, I want to share that area and be like, we could be better. All right. 
right. I am in San Diego for a little summer vacay and I'm wearing my slides, my white Steve Madden slides. You might remember Steve Madden. I mean, I feel like we all do. It's so iconic. It's your favorite footwear brand for over 30 years. And it also has just launched apparel. But let's get back to my slides. The slides that I'm obsessed with, I went on their site, I scoured it, are the Hayden white leather slides. You got to get a pair for summer. They're so chic. I mean, they look honestly like so, so expensive, but they're incredibly affordable. They're only $79. They also come in nude, which is super cute. I've seen them all over TikTok as like the it girl sandal. The nude is like a raffia. So it's like kind of like a textured nude. And then the white, the ones that I have are like a leather. Those are the ones that you want to look out for on their site. They go with everything. I wore them to the beach today with like a huge white palopso pant. So cute. So chic. They very much remind me of Saint-Tropez. You could wear them with like a dress, a skirt, a maxi, a white blouse, just like a white blouse, a button up, a super long one that's like men's with these shoes. They're so, so cute. You guys have to go check them out. They also have all different kinds of trends on the site. They have like denim, they have bras, corsets, micro minis, mesh, satin, all the things, everything for summer. They have you covered. And of course, they have a code. Go grab the Hayden Slides. Get both colors, I'm telling you, and use code SKINNY20 at checkout. You get 20% off your first purchase. You're going to visit stevemadden.com and use code SKINNY20 for 20% off your next purchase. Promo code excludes pre-ordered items. Code SKINNY20 at checkout. All right, summer's here. You got to use your sunscreen. And the sunscreen that I am using to reapply is the Brush On Mineral Sunscreen. First of all, it's by Clearstem. They've been on the podcast before and they're known as the acne gurus of San Diego. So you know that everything that they have on their site is not going to clog your pores. Second of all, I do not want to apply thick white sunscreen when I'm out by the pool. I want something easy, efficient, quick. I want something that's also going to give me coverage. This one has like a little bit of powder in it. So you get like a tint to it and you can apply it over sunscreen, over your makeup, over whatever. It also has nourishing ingredients like zinc, green tea, and vitamin E. And like I said, clear stems ingredients will never clog your pores. That's why I'm a fan of this specific mineral sunscreen brush. I got one for my friends. I got one for my dad my stepmom. It's all over the house. Like this is the thing for summer. Okay. Clearstem is a clean clinical skincare line that's equally effective against acne and aging. So what I learned on the episode with the founders is that acne products dry and damage the skin and this causes premature aging. But anti-aging products keep breaking everyone out because of the fillers that they use. So the founders of Clearstem created this non-toxic line that targets acne and wrinkles simultaneously. It's actually genius. I mean, I can't even. It's just like such a smart concept. Their formulas are award-winning and the hype is so real. So you guys try this line, get the brush on mineral sunscreen. I'm telling you it's called Sunnyside on their site. And then if you're acne prone, just like go stock the whole site. You can use code skinny2 for 20% off your first order. That is code skinny2 for 20% off your first order. Okay. So it sounds like projectors are good in relationships with reflectors. Well, in theory, it would help. It would behoove most people to. It would be helpful to most people to be close to a reflector because that is where you can really fully see yourself. So everybody needs to know a reflector. What they say is that reflectors belong at the center of the tribe, so that everybody can get like a regular check in of oh, like how they're doing. Don't tell where her they're that. standing. Don't tell her that. <laughs> you do yeah. go for me for a regular check in. Okay, so, so what what is reflectors like personality types? Yes. Okay, so it's interesting because personality. Okay, so personality. You have your own separate thing called your personality. So that's another situation. But in terms of their energy. A reflector. So when you look at a chart, normally there's like so much color, okay, in this chart, you'll see like it looks kind of like a human being. It looks a little bit like seven chakras, except for there's nine and some of them are colored in. What makes reflectors reflectors is that all those centers, all the chakras are white, which means that they are open and receptive in in ways that other people aren't are unable, unable to be because they're like chameleons. They can literally absorb the energy of the room wherever they are in such an open way because they're not mired with their own energy. So you're the clearest, right? That's why they say reflector. So the thing about reflectors is when you're in an ego dance with people, which we all are, we all present as our personas, right? It takes two people to uphold the, the dance. With a reflector who's so in the seat of their own soul, 
you are able to witness your own persona in a way that you can't with other people because they are so clear, let's say. So think about the conditioning of spirituality is like you have to know who you are. You have to like come up with like this idea of thinking about, you know, who are you and this whole thing. With reflectors, they can be everything and nothing. So you experience the spectrum of humanity over the course of a month in the way that no one else does. You can feel every mood, every way, every vibe, all those different kinds of things because you're so open and receptive. So you're picking up on whatever he's feeling in some way and you're amplifying it. So you're feeling like an exaggerated version of him, right? Oh, so you're literally describing everything I try to explain to him. I can feel, I can feel like everything. Go on. Well, Lauren is the one person in my life that when I'm, whatever I'm going through, I go to her first to figure out like either how to calm down or how to feel better or how to like, but it's, it's true. Honestly. And I probably a a major reason why I was attracted to her so young. Right. Cause I've attracted her since I was 12. But yeah, like I go to her whenever I'm spiraling, I go to her and be like, all right, like now calm down, dude. Mm, Wow. That's so cool. Go ahead. So it's a different kind of wisdom because where a projector can tell you what to do better, a reflector will show you with their energy because you will literally see yourself when you look at a reflector. So the thing about reflectors is really interesting. If anyone knows a reflector, I would encourage you to think about like, what are the three different qualities that you would associate with that reflector? Because if you see negative in that reflector, it is literally a mirror of you. If you see positive in a reflector, it means you're doing good at life, right? (laughs) Especially a reflector, that's what we call living their design, i.e. living in alignment, not doing this ego dance, not presenting as a persona, but sitting back in the seat of their own soul. You can see everything. So people who are reflectors, the most important thing for them, because they are so susceptible to their environments, is to really keep coming back to Uh, firstly, to protect themselves from many environments that feel out of alignment and constantly sort of like clean their energy, but also to keep coming back to a place where they really feel like themselves. So it kind of like resets you because imagine how we all feel thrown off in different environments for a reflector that's like a hundred times more because there's no uh, consistent thing in you to sort of like ground back to, if that makes sense. So with you, you know, if someone is feeling a two out of 10 angry, you can probably tell that they're feeling angry way more than they are because you're feeling it in your own body in like an eight out of 10 way. And the two out of 10 would have zero visibility on it, right? Like there's just no way of being able to tell, especially if they have so much other stuff going on. But because you're clear, you can feel it. Now, obviously that's very depletive if you're constantly magnifying what everybody else is feeling the whole time. So it's really important to, um, you know, you can sense something, an environment or a place that's aligned and just to be completely unapologetic about removing yourself from stuff that doesn't feel like it makes you feel good. That's the number one thing for uh, for reflectors is curate your environment. It's so funny that you say that because I got interviewed on why we moved out of L.A. and I almost couldn't explain it. It's exactly what you're saying. I didn't feel aligned. It's, mm. it's like just didn't feel aligned anymore. And mm. now that I'm in Austin, it feels so aligned with and maybe it won't feel aligned in a year. I told him this the other day, but right now it feels so aligned and I feel um, so much more fulfilled with just by changing environments. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be honest too. Like I could probably, I'm one of those people that can be in any environment and like really not be affected. I'm like, okay, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like maybe everybody's in a negative space. Like, all right, well, whatever. Like mm-hmm. everyone's in a happy space. I'm like, okay, so whatever. Mm-hmm. L- Lauren gets like, if we're in a space and there's a bunch of negative, like it dra- mm-hmm. it does, does just drain her. Like be like, oh, I don't like this. It like drains her physically. Like mm-hmm. she has to leave. And or when you turn the lights on too loud or when you're listening to memes are, on your phone mean, too right? loud. No, I'm like so sensitive to like everything. Yeah, you turn the like the lights up too much or Well, she's been that way since we were kids. Or yeah. any, I'm just so sensory overload. I'm mm-hmm. so sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. And I do I think though with a reflector where you can go wrong is sometimes you try to control the environment because you can feel everyone's energy. It feels like a almost like a responsibility. Yeah. Which for is sure. For sure, instead of just removing yourself. Yes. And but Mm -hmm. I've learned now, like with certain people in my life that I have to set time limits. Like I Mm -hmm. like say there's someone that I know like is going to drain me. I know I can only be around them for an hour. Right. And I didn't when before knowing that Mm -hmm. I would try to do like three hours and it would be like such a clusterfuck. Or she would try to change their mood or their. Yeah. They're sometimes probably unaware of their mood too. So then it's annoying because you're like, you see it all. They don't see it. You're like, come on. With knowing what your human design is, how can you 
take it to the next level by knowing it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so every type has a way that they manifest, make things happen. Every different person has a way that their intuition functions, right? So everybody says they listen to your intuition. What human design says is like some people it's in their gut. Some people it's in their instincts, heart, mind, ego, emotions. Yours, because you're a reflector, is what we call revelation intuition. Meaning if something kind of comes to you over and over again, it's almost like ahas. It's actually not in your physical body. It's much more cosmic, for want of a better word. It's much more energetic and felt. So different people's intuition works differently. And what they say is if you just know how you manifest, i.e. waiting until you're invited, waiting, you know, until you're recognized or whatever, and use your intuition, you would actually end up living the rest of your design without even, even if you didn't know it, right? Because your intuition and being, using your energy correctly would lead you to all the other things. But there's so many practical applications in there. For example, like your digestion could be that you are what's called high sound, which means that you eating in like, you know, high buzzy environments. Maybe your low sound. Maybe your low sound is your digestion. It could be if you hate sounds, for example, and that would actually help your digestion. Someone was telling me this morning that she um, is supposed to live in dim lighting, and she's literally all her gut issues went away when she started. Cha she changed all the lights in her house. And there's small things like that. Some people are better off eating hot food than cold food. Some people are better off being consistent. Some people are better off being inconsistent. Some people have to be strategic. Some people non-strategic. I always say awareness is like 90% of the work because once you're aware of it, then actually just doing a different action doesn't take that much effort. But I think the resistance to becoming aware of something new is where most people, you know, struggle kind of thing. So sometimes a permission slip like this that's outside of yourself that says, regardless of how you think you are, this is how you are. And to be interested in experimenting with it just little bits here, like maybe sleeping more according to your type. So like both of you would need more sleep than the average people would because you're both what we call non-energy types, which means that you run off of other people's energy. So when you're around other people, it, it gives you energy, but then it's like plugging in. So when you plug out, you really need a full recharge. So it's just things like that, that when you try something like that, that's like an easier thing to try and you go, okay, well, that actually does work. Then it becomes easier to maybe you know, hustle less, which is difficult for a lot of people or remove yourself from environments, which is difficult for people. And, you know, I always tell people start with the places that are easy, build up the evidence and then kind of go from there. So you can do this test and mm -hmm. it'll feed you these types of things for your personality. And what you're saying is you can kind of implement and test some of these things to see if it actually improves or enhance your life. So anyone yeah. that's even skeptical, it's like, okay, there's nothing to lose by at least getting this information and trying and seeing if it works. Literally. How can we as parents support our children's human design? So let's say we haven't done it yet. We're going to do it tonight when Michael gets the birth certificate, right, Michael? Of Zaza, we're going to get her human design. Once we know that, how can we make sure that we're supporting her human design like as a child? Mm. So the amazing, actually, my favorite thing to do is kids, because think about how much unbecoming all of us have to do. And the founder of human design used to say that who this is really for is the children, because think about how much they're going to be able to fly if they're not having to do all this unbecoming first. If they're living in alignment, like from the very beginning, I mean, can you imagine like the ease and the heights that they can reach and everything? So the thing about kids is that, you know, often most kids are going to show you who they are like from very early on, but people are blind to it because they're like, oh, no, they have to do school this kind of way or they have to whatever or they have these ideas. But for example, like just one thing that, you know, learning your kids design will tell you is like some kids want to learn all the information about everything. Other kids need to experiment and try everything out and quote unquote fail at it. And that's how they learn is like by through the school of life. There's other kids that seem to just be naturally good at it without even knowing how they're naturally good at things. You know, manifested kids, for example, a lot of the time will ask their parents. I mean, there's not one manifested kid I haven't met who hasn't asked their kid uh, parents to do like take me out of school or school me at home or I want to go to this specific school and they always ask their parents for their specific schooling and the parents don't often know how to listen or they say well you don't know what's good for you I know but you know I'm going to teach you I'm going to make you you know fall in line more and manifesto kids are very independent from early on they kind of rule they try to rule the roost from early on and if you don't know what that is you're going to think that you letting them do what they want is being a bad parent right but if you see that that's them already living in alignment then it brings a whole different spin to it. If you, after learning all about this and knowing so much about it, if you could like 
blanketly just give advice to everyone on this, what would it be? Would it be to learn this at an early age? Would it be to lean into whatever your child is? What would your your advice be? My advice would be actually to reframe what we think of as gifts, because I think the biggest problem that we all have is we think that gifts is only like athletic prowess or tech genius or creative, whatever. And actually, no one is bringing their kids up to say the amount that you care for other people, the amount that you nurture, the how good of a logical brain you have is going to make you a billionaire or whatever, or make you successful, or blah, blah, blah. So I think reaffirming the unglamorous sounding gifts that come easy to kids is the best thing because we don't, we kind of think that everyone functions the same way as us. And that's why we don't see our gifts because we think everyone else, it comes to them easily as well as it comes to us. And we also think that the things that we find hard are things that other people find hard, right? So if everyone could see that the things that, you know, I mean, freaking Jeff Bezos was just an online librarian. That doesn't sound that glamorous to begin with, you know? So the first step is never going to be this like, oh, oh my God, wow, like all very rarely anyway, right? The main thing for parents, but also for people learning to see themselves or like learning to get in their sort of what I call like a magic lane is like, well, what if my passion for bottles makes me the biggest bottler and innovator of bottles in the world? Like we just don't know where it can lead. But if you're in your lane, it's much more likely to lead you there with more ease because you make quantum leaps when you're aligned. The universe is not worth trying to redirect you. I think that's really good advice because I watched my husband in seventh and eighth and ninth grade like hate school. You were chastised by your parents and your teachers. Like he was he had so many Saturday schools and so many detentions and it was such a negative thing. And now I look at him and I'm like, oh, my God, all your gifts are almost Mm. based off of that. Well, no, but in parallel to all this and what we talk about on this show all the time, and I know it sounds cheesy, but it's like this whole being your authentic self and living that way. It's like, I think it's such a mistake when you put people in a box of any kind, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's it's one of the reasons I've rallied so hard against the traditional school and even college system. It's like, it is not set up. I would say that that is, what is the, it's more set up for not for generators, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like you do this, you get you follow a certain path. But if you're not that type of thinker, which I definitely wasn't, right? You kind of get written off. They mm-hmm. kind of say like, okay, this person doesn't know how to function. They're not going to be successful. They don't get the diploma. They don't get the grades because that that system doesn't necessarily fit with the way those people think or the way they find inspiration or creativity or productivity. Mm-hmm. So I didn't hate school per se. I hated the way that I was put to conform into a box that everybody else was put into. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people. I wasn't the only one, right? Mm-hmm. That should be talked about more mm-hmm. because we've got this archaic system that just kind of puts people in this system for 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then they all come out and they're like, wait a minute, this didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Like if I would have gone through that traditional system and then, like I said earlier before, like applied for the job, like my life would be in shambles right now. Yeah. Also, it's weird because even though you hated school and school didn't like you back, he's the biggest reader I know. So that that's it's just mm. it's interesting what you're saying to me. I think it's I mean, it sounds very, very true. Mm. Do you think that everyone should know their human design? No. Really? Yeah. Why? Just because... I feel like everybody, everybody's at different paces and different places and everyone is here for such a different incarnation. You know, we have no idea. It's funny, the other day I was walking in Venice and I saw a man who was literally curled up on the street and there was a box of cookies like smashed all over the floor and he had shoes kicked off. And my initial, like when I looked at him, it was kind of neutral. And then my mind kicked in and goes, you should feel sorry for him. And then my other voice kicked in and said, Maybe he's just really tapped in and knows stuff we don't even know. Maybe he's wiser than everybody. Maybe he's too sensitive to handle like the difficulties of this world. Like we have no, we try to make these narratives over what everyone is on. But some people just aren't here for, they're not even here for a self-knowing quest, which can feel sometimes a bit mind-blowing to people who are spiritual seekers that what, not everyone is, (laughs) is here to do the same thing as us, you know? But I just think that if if you're not drawn to it for whatever reason, I don't I ch- I would like to not think that just because it's so important to my life that that means it should be important to everybody else's. 
I think this it's like a conversation too of what people put value on and what also how people determine success. Like some people's idea for success is you go through a corporate structure, you build a business and you sell it and you make a bunch of money and that's your indicator for success. Mm. Some people would absolutely hate that life, mm. right? Like, and I always try to tell people this, like there's nothing wrong with not deciding that your version of success is somebody else's. Mm. Or like your version might be like, I need enough just to get by so I can go live off in nature and live off the land and hang out and not have to think about anything that has to do with this corporate structure that we've built, right? Yeah. But that's just like some, that could be just as successful and just as much happiness for somebody as it is for somebody that finds success in the other realm. There is no other place to get matcha than from Peak because it comes in these little packets that you can travel with. They're so efficient and they're organic, they're ceremonial grade, and they're quadruple toxin screened for purity. So a lot of the matcha on the market isn't organic, it isn't ceremonial grade, and it isn't screened for toxins, which is wild. Peak Tea always does that. So you know you're good to go. It's basically like this little packet of matcha that's an antioxidant powerhouse. So how I prepare my matcha is I usually do a cup of coffee in the morning and then later in the day around two, I'll do a matcha. And what I do is I take like a big coffee cup, like a huge one, and then I put the matcha in it. You just shake your little packet of peak tea and then I take a little bit of almond milk and then I take a frother and I froth the matcha and the almond milk and then I put cinnamon in. So there's only like an inch of almond milk, matcha and cinnamon and I froth that. And then I put hot water on top of that and froth it all up. It's absolutely delicious. It tastes like a coffee house prepared it. It's rich in chlorophyll. And then it's really supporting all the things you want, like detoxification of the body, clear skin, a brighter complexion. It's also for me a little less harsh on my stomach in the afternoon. I love a cup of coffee. Don't get me wrong. But to do coffee all day, I just feel really acidic. So to have a matcha around two or three is always a treat for me. You also have to grab their ginger tea while you're on their site. Head over to peaklife.com slash skinny, P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash skinny and use code skinny to get 5% off your first order. Peak is also running a very special offer this month from August 7th. Get an exclusive pouch with premium samples with your purchase. Offer ends August 18th. Don't miss out. Get an additional discount with code SKINNY. Conditions apply. I have been talking about Thrive Market since this podcast started. No, literally like five years ago, four years ago, whatever it is. And here's the move. What I like to do is I like to go on Thrive Market, get all my groceries delivered straight to my door. Why I like Thrive Market over any other site is because they do the dirty work for you. So you don't have to dig through all this food and find out which is organic, which is the best for your kids. It's like they curate everything for you. So you can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials to sustainable meat to seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products all in one site. They even have different sections. So you can shop like plant-based, keto, gluten-free, whatever it is. It's all on their site and it's very efficient to order your groceries. You don't have to go to the grocery store, stand in line, run into someone that you don't want to see. You get it. Some of my choices when I'm on there is their Jovial Pasta. Zaza loves it. It's absolutely delicious. It's like a brown rice pasta. They also have a lentil pasta. And then they have the best ketchup, organic mustard. They even have coconut oil mayonnaise and ghee. I get all this on there. The best peanut butter. They have like a grass-fed beef gelatin. Honestly, I feel like for this audience, everyone needs to run. For kids especially to have everything in one spot with the highest quality available ingredients. All right. They have a code for you. Of course, you're going to join Thrive Market today and get $80 in free groceries. You guys, $80 in free groceries. That is T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash skinny to get $80 in free groceries. That's thrivemarket.com slash skinny, thrivemarket.com slash skinny. Energy to me is one of the main things. So that's why Mm -hmm. I think that this is so important to talk about, but you are right. Maybe just because it's important to me, it's not important to everyone. I would love to know just what other things that you do in your day to day that are spiritual, that are, that are in line with this. Like, Mm -hmm. is, is there something that you drink, something you study, something you read that supports everything that we're talking about? Mm. So, I mean, I've done all so many different tools 
And I think something that has really sort of like resonated with me in the last two years is that if it's if you're if there's no heart there, if you're not if your heart is not engaged in it, it's actually not going to give you anything. You can go through the motions and unless you feel actually different from it, you know. So for me now, I try to really just like sit with my heart every day and say like, do you need me to reassure you today? What are you afraid of today? What's bugging you? I try to just write down a list of my irritations sometimes. I do that a lot. A long list. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just like very basic. And the thing that I think is like real like down to it is I try to get like okay with my humanness. So meaning... Obviously, if I have bad intentions, that's not okay. But if I feel jealous or if I feel angry or if I if I feel whatever, some kind of negative thing, it has to be okay for me to admit that to myself. Let there be nothing I can't say to me about me is my thing that I pray to myself. Because if I can't deal with that as being an organic reaction, then I can't that I'm, wherever other place I'm working with myself from is just a narrative and like some nice sounding spiritual thing like oh I just like feel people too much and like poor me because I'm living in this world and like oh no and the aliens you know what I mean I'm like okay it could be true but it's also not going to help me so I need to be okay with the fact that like I manipulated the situation maybe I am an empath but I also use that to my advantage and maybe even five percent of you was like a little sneaky today so like how can we because that's the part I can change right so that's my sort of like main spiritual practice because I like to make it like, okay, grounded and, and sort of doable rather than get caught up in the nice sounding narratives that make me sound more evolved than other people or whatever it is that, you know, the spiritual ego will sometimes try to make us tell ourselves. I can see why you're both projectors because Michael always says if he does something wrong, he goes, no one's harder on me than me. Wow. <laughs> that's kind of well, it's well, very similar to what I you think just that's said. also what I have to remember. <laughs> if I'm just being honest, I have to remember that I can be very hard on myself and still recover. If that makes mm. sense, meaning like I can say things to myself, like for example, let's just say it's in the business. I can be like, okay, this you, I, I can find all the holes in the way that I operated or the way I did something, and mm. be very hard and make a drastic change mm. instantly. And and I think that sometimes I think people can take that same delivery from me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I can take it from myself. From yourself, yeah. It's interesting though, because I think that when the 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 line is shame, right? So if you say, oh, I felt, if I can say to myself, I felt jealous and just realize that everyone feels jealousy in different degrees and that we're all the same, then it also makes me more accepting of other people's too. Because I'm like, oh, how beautiful. We're just all humans. We're just getting it wrong. Like it's, it's levity again, right? It's like, there's no, well, doesn't this, make me a bad person. Yeah, I mean, maybe I sound like a little bit of a psychopath here, but sometimes I'm talking to myself. But I think that we all, I talk to Lauren about this all the time. We all believe that our experience is the true experience, mm -hmm. meaning the, our, all of our perspective, right? And we think that like the world is, is how mm -hmm. we see it. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember is the world is how the other person sees it as well. Yeah. And so we would all do ourselves a better, better service, service ourselves better mm. if we recognize that it's not just our experience, but somebody else is having, they're living in the same moment, but could be having a completely different experience yeah, or a completely different feeling or a completely different reaction. Yeah. And that's where actually looking at other people's design becomes really fun. Because like, for example, when I first did my mom's design, it literally changed the way I understood her completely. And I had so much acceptance for her because I was like, oh, she likes to get in fights because she has like warrior energy in her chart. And so for her, she just has to learn which fights to pick. And right now she doesn't always know, but there's a like there's a divine purpose behind that. You know what I mean? There's sometimes she'll like yell at a mom to cover up her baby because it's in the sun. I'm like, you know, maybe that mom, you know what I mean? Or like sometimes it's like, shut up. But sometimes it's like, okay, you're like doing the, I don't know. You know, they're just fumbling. We're all getting it wrong. So me understanding that just because I, I'm not supposed to have that quality to work with or to refine doesn't mean that it's unaligned for her. So seeing the other is really so healing because it helps you accept others in, in actually seeing them for who they are, not just like accept each other, but like actually like let me see you. You know That makes total sense. So knowing what other people in your life are. Maybe mm. I, I have a few people I can send your human design app to to take. <laughs> this may be ignorant, but so you get the base level of what you are and then I'm reading here a note about a chart. Does the chart Yeah, goes... I, I just was wanted to ask you, like, do you, so you read people's charts? So I used to read people's charts and um, my wait list grew to a year and a half. So I was oh like, my okay, God. people need this information quicker than we can get this out. So what I did was create an app where 
literally it will just piece all the different parts together. So it spits out all the information that is your full chart. And then you can also have it read to you by me. So it's like having a full reading, but in your pocket. And then you can also look up all the other people in your life and get readings for them. And then you get um, a customized daily tip to like help break it down. Like, okay, how to sleep better for yourself or whatever, something small. And then you also get like energy updates because every day the energy changes. So like today, there's the energy of this available to all of us. And this is how we can kind of like use it. And it just helps to make it practical, you know. So you can go on the app and instead of just getting what you can get on Google, you can get like a whole entire reading and then you get like tips every day. I'm 100% doing that. And to clarify, you and I could both be projectors, but have completely different charts. Completely. So Taylor, who works for me, who's in the room, she's a projector too. But she's what we call a quad left. She's a three, five. I'm a two, four. We have completely different um, incarnation crosses. So your incarnation cross, there's 192 of them. And it's the purpose of your life. So some people are here to make beautiful spaces. Some people are here to explain complicated things to people. Some people are here to whatever. There's 192 of them. And they're very specific. They pertain to your life purpose. So we have completely different life purposes, for example. What we have in common is we use our energy in the same way as do you. So there's many different layers to it. Yeah. Cool. That is wild. Yeah. This is so, so smart that you did this app. I feel like I think a lot of people should go check it out. Where can everyone find the app and where can they get their chart read? The app is My Human Design on Google and Apple. We also have a website, myhumandesign.com. If you want to train to be a human design reader, I have a teacher training too. You can get a reading from one of my certified readers or you can just get some more basic videos and dive into other things. Like we have videos on there about like what's coming in 2027, the new paradigm changing. There's, I mean, there's so many different layers to all this, uh, the science basically. Before you go, I have one more question. Yes. What, and you might be like, I don't know what you're talking about, but what did the eclipse do to the energy recently? Okay, so eclipses are when the, the sun and the moon, it's always on a full moon and a new moon. Right. So you always have two together because one usually precedes the other. And think about the word eclipse. It just like turns everything on its head. So between these two eclipses, it's like you're getting this opportunity to like see more stuff, do more things, stuff that you thought was kind of always there to stay, like part of the furniture is like, oh, maybe it isn't part of the furniture. Maybe I can kind of like move it. Maybe it isn't as permanent as I thought it was, that type of thing. So there's like an overhaul of energy that we um, all can do. Because Michael was acting like he was on his period during the eclipse. And I bet so, that it does that too, huh? Oh my God. I was like, what is going on? And then, then that's my, very sexist, Lauren. I don't no, like you saying my that. <laughs> fitness trainer was like, oh yeah, there's like an irritability in the air. And I was like, that's oh interesting. my God, I was reflecting <laughs> it back to you. And I was like, what is going on? Think about it, it's like the just giant projection onto us. Uh, I was going to say, do you feel that though? When he's irritated, do you feel like super, like, can you sense that? Oh, I'm so sensitive to it. It's almost wow. annoying though how sensitive, like it, it, it almost yeah. bothers me how sensitive I am to it. Yeah, because Because every, I'm, I'm so sensitive to when someone is upset or irritable that it's mm. like, it's, I don't know. It's just I keep her around like on. a vampire whenever I'm not, I got to go and suck the energy. I know. Sometimes <laughs> you have to protect your space though. And meditations helped me a lot with that wow. to be like, no, 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 no. Don't I, speak to me until I meditate. I have one wow. more question and it could be quick. If you find out who, what you are and you find out what you're like, are there certain types that aren't matched together? <laughs> are we a match how long you got <laughs> so the way i do couple like compatibility things is there's always places where you're the same and those are places where there's friendship basically and then the places where you're opposite are where there's potential for chemistry because actually what you have different is what you find like the polarity in and what's attractive and whatever and for some people they want the we're very similar but we don't really like sleep together very often and that's that you know what I mean and that's actually a line for some people and then you have other ones with the other like end of the spectrum where there's like constant fights no seeing eye to eye but then there's just like crazy makeup sex or whatever so most people are like some kind of combination in the middle but I think it's about figuring out how much of which you want and then finding someone who gives you like just enough similarity for you to feel safe and just enough polarity for you to feel excited and some people don't need the polarity at all i don't I know want you both know? ends of the spectrum i'm a gemini i want I you're want a reflector chaos. too <laughs> i want the makeup sex but i also you know i also want chill consistency vibes mm. there's um there's, <laughs> i want it all but that's reflectors over the course of the moon cycle you will feel like different people yeah, the I, entire never, time. I never know what I'm getting over here. 
Never know that's what. that's the key. That's the key to it being a reflect. I I think Marilyn Monroe was a reflector too. So it's that's what I said. You can experience the full spectrum of humanity. Has so, it always been one percent reflector? Always or no? It's always been extremely like pretty much one in a hundred. And they're the oldest type. So you're the oldest. He's the youngest. That's kind of funny. Yeah. A little cougar over there. Oh, I'm the you know right. what that means though? It means your soul has always been a reflector. If you believe in incarnate reincarnation, I do. It means you've always been a reflector because. Your soul can't be anything else, otherwise it would be also coming through. So you'll have like a base level design that is always present in throughout all your lives. So that would mean you were always blank, which is oh. kind of amazing. Uh, you'd have different gifts, different traits, that sort of thing would express differently. Like you might be better at something one lifetime or another, but you'd always be a reflector. I can't wait to see what Zaza is. Much of the people stuck in 3D are going to be pissed about this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are stuck in 3D. <laughs> what I want to know is what's in 4D and why are we skipping over it? I don't know, but I think it has to do I with dimensions. I can tell who's in 5D and who's not. <laughs> I told we were joking about this. After. No, <laughs> Taylor might be in 3D. Not Taylor. Not Taylor. This Taylor. Ta yeah, Taylor might still be in 3D. I'm, I don't know what to say, but I'm in 5D. <laughs> you Which almost, one are you in, I had to pull him into 5D. <laughs> but here's the thing. So when you do, like, for example, when you do, like, have you ever done, like, mushrooms or anything? Hmm. So when you do mushrooms, if you feel everything in such a crazy way, do you I, not it, feel it on, it, is it bearable? It's, it's so funny that you say that because I made a mistake once and did mushrooms at a concert and I was fucking yeah. losing it yeah. i was like there was i was having a great time he was having a great time and everyone was having a great time and i was like people would come up to me and if i could feel like i just wanted yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a person if i do mushrooms it's got to be with people who i like uh, am completely aligned with who i'm completely comfortable with in a setting of nature and i want to take my phone and throw crack it, it and throw yeah. it. I don't want it near me for eight hours. Like it has to be a, a very curated atmosphere with the certain energy. That's really funny that you say that. Yeah, because it's if you're already feeling everything is like overstimulated and it makes everything feel like technicolor, then I can't imagine how it must feel. The trip is great if it's right. Mm -hmm. It's I, I I would rather like do I would rather give birth five times and give blood than do mushrooms again at a concert. Yeah. That's how bad it was for me. I can imagine. And but people all the time are like, oh, I do mushrooms at a concert, mm. and I'm just like, oh, no. works for them. Oh no. So I don't know. Or they must be like, I don't know, some kind of <laughs> some kind of sign. Let's let's not <laughs> assume. Taylor's like last weekend I did mushrooms at a concert. No, I'm just kidding. I kind of miss I might I kind of miss mushrooms. I'll take them. Yeah. Big handful. I so. miss mushrooms too. I miss. I miss margaritas. I miss ice baths. Oh my I miss goodness. saunas. I miss charcoal. What else do I miss? I miss it all. Charcoal. Oh, you can't. Yeah, you I can't, can't take um, mushrooms when you're pregnant. No, I don't know. I don't know. Does anyone want to study it? Let's not go. I mean, we're going to get all, all right. sorts. Okay. Of I could point you that. to someone on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. let's see. <laughs> Where is your Instagram? So it's at my human design. Okay, and I'm specifically at Jenna Zoe. Love it. Yeah. And then I also have to shout out Taylor. You're so adorable. You guys, what's her Instagram so everyone she's can follow? Tay Gruy. Okay. And she's also responsible for all anything that's hilarious on our My Human Design Instagram, like Harry Potter as types and basically anything funny because I'm not that funny. It's all Taylor as well. And she's also into human design as well. So how I found her was she did the Kardashian, like she did a reel of Kardashians, you know, that quote, I'm just living life. She did all the energy types, how they are living life. And I found her and I was like, wow, I need this. And that's how we found each other. So she was, she took my training. We never met. And then I saw her on Instagram and I was like, that's what I need. Yeah. I, I love how you guys work together. And we ran Great. into each other at the hotel. I know. So and it funny. was like, we needed you on the podcast. Can I tell you, I, well, the first time I saw you though, was um, such a funny story. Four years ago, I moved to Monaco. And my friend Jordan, Jordan told me, oh, you have to follow this girl who lives there. Like, there I know you, there, you live there currently? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. She said to me, oh, you have to follow this woman called Ingrid. That's a new person. I know someone that lives in Monaco. So I started following her. Found you through her. And then I was in Antibes two years ago, basically breaking up with my fiance. And I saw you guys and I knew who you were. And I was like, that is soulmate energy. It, we literally, as I was breaking, as we were breaking up, and I was like, oh, there's like a togetherness to your aura. It was you like should a have sign. sat down at our table. We would have talked to you off the ledge oh about the fiance. Was this, was, was like, were we alone or with the baby? 
No, uh, I don't think you had her yet. Okay, because if you would have saw us on that oh, one wow. with the baby. We, <laughs> That's a different energy. That was a, that was a different energy. That this was, baby was, was a good timing. Off the, off the diving board there. Like, uh, I, I was just like trying to drink as many margaritas. It was 2020. It was 2020, summer of 2020. That's oh, when it was God. all happening. I think summer you were there without a baby. How fun. How, that sounds fun. You, yeah, we listen. were in the same hotel. We were at a um, uh, hotel to cap. So yeah. I was going to say. You should have said hi. You should have come I and mean, sat down. I was just like. Next time we'll do it again. But listen. No, without the. I mean we're friends now. But when. when uh, <laughs> Maybe mushrooms. When we brought a baby there. I, so you, we, so we've done it. We've done a few. You know, obviously there's been baby and no baby. And I had the idea that it was going to just be the same with the baby. Like, no <laughs> oh my God. It's a whole different deal. Whole different deal. That's so funny. You guys go get your human design checked. Let us know on my latest Instagram what you are. We would love to know. Jenna, thank you for coming on. Taylor, thank, thank you, you for coordinating. And you, come back anytime, maybe thank in Monaco. You. Done. I have another excuse Whenever to go. you're I'm next coming. Right yeah, off, come right? visit. Michael wants his chart read in Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> Little Skinny Confidential product giveaway. All you have to do is tell us what your human design is on my latest post at Lauren Bostick. And one of you will win the Skinny Confidential Razor telling you you've got to try this razor and shave your face with it it is so so major and it really makes your makeup lay so much nicer and like i said all you have to do is tell us your human design on my latest post at lauren bostick my relationship with dr dennis gross runs so deep First of all, he wrote the foreword in my book, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun. I've seen him for Botox. I've seen him for filler. He's done Botox on my husband for the first time. And he's been on the podcast like five times. He is absolutely iconic and he knows his shit when it comes to skincare. So I went through his whole site and I was like, what would I recommend you guys to start with since I've tried all his products and there's so many that I love. And the one that I would have to say, if you were going to order one product is Dr. Dennis Gross's vitamin C lactic. So this is going to give you firmer, brighter, stronger skin. It's something that I use specifically for my hyperpigmentation. And it's so interesting because I started using it because Dr. Dennis told me years ago that I needed a good vitamin C. And then now I'm realizing how much it's helped me with my dark spots and hyperpigmentation years later. It also gives you like this stronger, firmer skin. I can't explain it, but like my skin feels like plump and supple, if that makes sense. Vitamin C is also known to prevent and reduce wrinkles and his is the best, okay? It is the best. Michael uses it. I use it. The way that he cares about ingredients is unlike any other skincare brand. Dr. Dennis has his hand in every single thing that goes in his products and his vitamin C does not disappoint. When it comes to vitamin C too, you got to be careful. You don't want to like get the burger at McDonald's versus a burger from a five-star chef. You want a great quality ingredient vitamin C. This is something that is very, very important. So if you have uneven skin like me or signs of sun aging, you have to check this out. Another product, if you're going to grab something else, is the oil-free moisturizer. It comes in this blue tub and it lays perfect under makeup. I just got to tell you that. He will be back on the podcast soon and you can use code SKINNY in the meantime. So code SKINNY at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's drdennisgross.com for more information. Use code SKINNY. <laughs> 